if you, after watching this, you're, you're feeling something, you're, you're curious, you're, you, you feel grateful, you want to express gratitude, well, pause and notice what it is that you are feeling grateful for right now and express that gratitude in some fashion. Magnificence is the boundless expanse of being, a liberation from limitation. It is the embodiment of authenticity where you shed the shackles of self-doubt, shame, and imposter syndrome. Here, worthiness flourishes like a vibrant garden where you have the power to determine your actions, destinations, and your closest relationships. In the realm of magnificence, creative individuality takes center stage. Your greatness is acknowledged, celebrated, and nurtured. Gone are the days of mindless conformity or fitting in just to keep the peace. This show and your host, Patricia Linder, are here to guide you as you align with your authentic design, leading the way to a life of purpose and fulfillment. Magnificence is not some unreachable peak or distant dream. It's inside you, waiting to shine brighter than you ever thought possible. Welcome to your magnificence. Hello, everyone. Here we are again with another episode of the Magnificence Podcast, an empowerment podcast that strikes a match and shines the light on the magnificence of its guests. And today, I have with me the magnificent Kevin Monroe. Kevin, hello. So happy to have you on the show. So grateful to have you on the show. Patricia, hello. And hello to you watching, listening. What a joy to join you today. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm not I, I don't I've never been introduced as the magnificent Kevin Monroe before. Really? Yeah. So there you go. That was like, wow. Okay. Just soak it in. <laughs> I would love to tell the audience a little bit more about who you are and what you do. And this already gives the audience some of your magnificence. So Kevin Monroe is widely known as the gratitude guy, and he's the founder of a global gratitude movement. As the CEO of X Factor, he specialized in helping people and teams live in gratitude, as well as experience the transformational power of gratitude in life, in work, as well as in families. So he also is the creator of the Grateful app, Wow. And his famous gratitude deck. And then he also is host of a podcast called the Gratitude Encounter Moments podcast. Wow. What an introduction. So again, welcome to the show. And yeah, so honored to have you, Kevin. Thank you, Patricia. And the honor is mine for being here, for being invited to join you as your guest today. So thank you. You are so welcome. So as we had this little little conversation before I pushed the button to record this show, we talked a little bit about human design and you said that you never ever had someone run your human design chart. And so maybe it is really a good idea to start off sharing the chart that expresses something like your energetic blueprint. So it's all about energy. It doesn't put people into a box. 
and tell you, okay, so you are this, but you are not that. You are capable of doing that, but don't do that. Avoid this. It just gives insights into the strength, mm. the skills, um, the capacity of people and also their magnificence. And so if you allow me to share the chart, I would love to do that. Sure. Why not? <laughs> As I told you, I've never, I've never had this before. Never seen one of these, one of these for anyone. So I've heard of them. So I'm, I was kind of intrigued. Yeah. And so this is an amazing way now for me to share a little bit about what you can see on the chart. So for anyone who is watching for the first time, this is a good introduction into human design and what it can do for you if you are in. Uh, maybe even a leadership position to really figure out what else is possible. So I was so happy when I ran your chart to see that you are a manifesting generator. That's what it says here. Um, and this is a general type in human design. There are generators, manifesting generators, um, projectors, then there are reflectors and manifestors. And the manifesting generator is a hybrid between the manifester and the generator. So you are two in one. And I love saying that a manifesting generator is sort of a time bender. And this is so something we might be able to talk about because manifesting generators are multi-passionate people, multitasking people, people that really seem like bending the time, finding a shortcut, starting several encounters and projects, um, and maybe not even finishing all of them, but really um, being busy with many things um, and being yeah. able to do all those things because they don't feel well when they are not involved in many projects. Um, so I don't know, Kevin, if it resonates so far. <laughs> oh, can't you tell? Yeah. I mean, that's like, wow, that's explaining a lot about me. Um, yeah. You know, so another way I would say this, Patricia, um, ideas come easily to me, right? And, and I'm open to inspiration. Um, maybe I'm trying to think six, seven. It could have even been eight years ago now. Let's see, 2016. Uh, so seven years ago, uh, on a Sunday morning, I remember the day. I remember where I was wh when I really landed on these this four-word expression of uh, our aspiration of how I want to now live. I want to live more led, less driven. Mm. Right? More led, less driven. And be open to inspired ideas showing up in my life. Now, I'll be honest, I don't know where they show up. And I said it somewhat joking. I don't know if they show up in my head, my heart, my soul. I don't know. But just the, a lot of times, there's just an idea that's there. And, and most of these ideas show up at, in the form of a question or an invitation, right? It's not a thou shalt go do something. It's just kind of like, I mean, like the, the, the one that I remember that we just had a four-year anniversary of was four words, host a gratitude challenge, right? One morning, I was just like, host it. Wow, wow. Okay, that sounds interesting. I had no idea what hosting a gratitude challenge would look like. I had no idea about the construct. But I had a, a gentleman who was joining me as a guest on a podcast 
then, and at that time it was called the Higher Purpose Podcast. So I called him up. I said, hey, Steve, what do you think if we hosted a gratitude challenge together? And I'm expecting Steve to ask me all kinds of questions. And instead he goes, count me in. (laughs) And then we called my friend Christy. And that afternoon we jumped on Zoom. And in an hour's time, Patricia, we outlined what a gratitude challenge would look like. And the next day we had a landing page up for it. And a week later, we're launching it. Right. So, I mean, that, I don't know, is that a manifest generator? It totally sounds like being a manifesting generator. And the other thing, and I share again the screen, you talked about having many ideas, downloading many ideas. You could channeling ideas. So whatever you might call it. Yeah. So, so when you look into, and I'm jumping just, I That's okay. never would do a reading like this, but just following what you just throw at me or share with me. So you said um, having a lot of ideas. See, there is the channel that is called 11 and all those channels, like those numbers, uh, channel gates, excuse me, gates. So the numbers are gates and all those numbers, they have a certain meaning. And for example, when you have turned on gate number 11, that is someone who is never, ever in his whole lifetime, never, ever running out of ideas. (laughs) And combining this with 43, someone who has ideas that might even sound weird to a broad audience because they are so much ahead of the time. Mm. They are so new. They are so different. And so this really makes you someone who might come up with amazing ideas that others others never could come up. And then mm. as the manifesting generator, you are manifesting them into form um, at a really um, short amount of time. That's mm. what you said. You had the landing page up, you had everything up. And so this totally makes the manifesting generator. And then the manifesting part, and I don't know if this resonates because it is a bit who, um, not for me, but maybe for someone, the manifester part is really connected to some higher input, like really being able to have those creative downloads. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if if this is for you. When you have those ideas, you do not wish to be interrupted when working on those creative ideas. This is something that brings up that could bring up a lot of anger, even if someone said, I mean, just a second, what do you want to eat um, for lunch? Then he's like, no, I'm working on something. Well, this is explaining a lot. Yes. Yes. And so the best course of action for a manifesting generator is the manifesting part. That's what I just touched upon. Always inform people around you if you do not wish to be disturbed and maybe inform them all the time because oftentimes you are too fast for them. And the generator part, which is the part that is really here to become masterful, to do all the work, that is someone who might want to throw the towel when there is stagnation and there is the best course of action. Follow through. Or take a break, celebrate yourself, just um, enjoy that you can have a rest and then move on because momentum is always 
round the corner. Mm. So does mm. this resonate with you, Kevin, and maybe... Oh, to, to very high degrees, Patricia, to very high degrees. Uh, so I am a person of faith, mm. right? And uh, I will tell you, I have morning rhythms. I prefer to think of them as rhythms than routines. And, and it is very often in that time of prayer or meditation or on a walk, right, where ideas just drop. And again, I'm not real sure. I, I, I will. Um, every good idea, every good idea I've ever had didn't originate with me, right? Yeah, I mean, it came from somewhere outside of me, and 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 I feel that I am just a vessel for those ideas. Wow. And so I I have a couple of beliefs that I formed over the last, you know, pr probably all of my life, but they've become really clear over the last seven, eight years mm -hmm. that I want to be open to inspiration. And so when an idea drops, arrives, I feel there's a two-part response I have. The, the first, right, it's like it knocks at the door. Like I said earlier, host a gratitude encounter. That was an idea. It's like, first thing is to say yes. And the second responsibility I have is to do something, take action. And, and that's something, okay, so, and I don't know if, you, if there's anything in there about this. Um, for most of my life, I struggled being a perfectionist. You, you, so you give me so many bridges into <laughs> new parts that is important. Okay, okay. Let me interrupt you. No, that's okay. Um, so that this so perfectionism was a curse for years because an idea would arrive and and not understanding that, my my response then was how do I perfect a plan? And then about 12, 13 years ago, I, I met a, a guy, Rich Sheridan, who became a friend and a mentor and continues to be that to this day. But in one of our earliest conversations, I remember Rich saying something. And I told him a couple of weeks ago, I said, Rich, I don't know if you know this, but there is not a week that goes by that I'm not referencing this to someone. So here I am this week, right, telling you. Rich said, Kevin, around here, we don't burn the ships and we don't boil the ocean. We just run the experience. Right. And that whole idea of burn the ship, you may know the story of Cortez and his explorers. They land, right? Burn. The, there's no turning back. Well, OK, we don't. There, there are times when it may be a really good idea to burn the ships, but there are other times you're just on an exploration. It doesn't require that kind of commitment yet. Right. And when we got when we make everything such a big thing that I have to burn the ships or, or I'm going to boil the ocean. That's that perfectionism taking over that I have to I have to plan for everything. I have to imagine everything. And Patricia, when I was in that mindset and that modality, let me let me tell you, I didn't manifest much of anything. Right. So it was that coming to release that perfectionism and say what's more what what's more important for me now is to get started. Because something else I learned, a mentor said to me probably 35 years ago, it's really hard to steer a parked car. Yeah. 
right? So if you're sitting there trying to figure everything out before you take the first step or you start going, it's really hard. But when you take that first step and then you go, okay, so here's what we 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 put up a landing page and you tell pretty quickly, are people responding or right? Is there something really off on this page and nobody's nobody's taking any action you're inviting them to? So that releasing perfectionism com- combined with receiving inspiration. So say yes, do something. And so, I mean, I when, when you said this, I was thinking, and, and so uh, it was about, yeah, four weeks ago, an idea arrived in 10 minutes time as part of a conversation with with a an executive I was coaching. And it was the third time I heard this executive make this request or this statement. Uh, and, and the statement was, I think I do really good at expressing gratitude, but I'm not sure. I wonder, I wonder. I, I, and anytime we hear the word, word wonder, right? I mean, whether I'm wondering something, somebody else is wondering something, that should spark something, at least for me. When, when, when they said, I wonder, I'm like, well, third time, I'm like, do you really want to know? We could find out. You You realize that, don't you? Now, how would we do that? And Patricia, on the spot, I mean, I had a name for the the thing and everything, right? I said, well, we could launch the Grateful Leader 360. Now, at this moment, I don't even know if the Grateful Leader 360 is available, right? Maybe that name's already been taken, but I just throw this out there. An hour later, I find out nobody's taken that name yet. You know, two minutes later, I'm registering that domain name. And we launched, and, and in two weeks' time, or less than, less than, Less than two weeks' time, this goes from an idea to a completed assessment that people can, that we're now offering, to launching a website with the assessment live on it. And in two weeks' time, from the time this client said, I'm interested, we're starting their Grateful Leader 360 assessment. Now, I mean, that's for me, that's crazy because the old me would have taken 90 days to just kind of conceptualize and try to put everything into place. This version of me, two weeks' time, it goes from idea to implemented to conducting the first version of the survey. And how did you overcome this? Because it is fear of failure, the perfectionist fear of failure. There is this procrastination part because once you show up, You could do something wrong, so better not do it. Um, Or maybe just start something new and not, this is me. Oftentimes I start something and then there is another project that I could um, work on. And then I'm over there and I'm over there. And in the end, nothing is completed. Part of, so I'm a manifesting generator as well. But I, so this is such a spark of inspiration that you said the old me would have uh, really yeah. investigated and thought about it and tweaked it and changed. Overthought and overplanned, right? How did you do it to really do it? How did, what happened? So, a lot of work, a lot of inner work over years, right? So, I mean, this, um, Rarely do we change overnight, right? But overnight, things begin to change for us often, right? We can make a decision that changes things or that moves us in a direction, but but it's 
as a, another mentor called it, it, it's a long walk in the same direction. Mm-hmm. You, you, you just commit to a course of action and you keep taking action one step at a time. And maybe you take one step forward and you, you know, you, you get knocked back a few steps. But you so this idea of persevering. So one of my favorite books now is Andy Andrews, The Seven Decisions. Seven decisions? Yeah, seven decisions. Mm -hmm. The seventh decision is I will persevere without exception. Right? And, And Andy in that book says a lot of people have the decision to persevere. And they'll persevere until the going gets tough. They'll persevere until they have a setback. Right? The... The secret is to persevere without exception, Mm -hmm. to persevere on good days, to persevere on bad days, to get the wind knocked out of your sail, to get completely off course, to, you know, feel like you're drowning, but just to get up and keep going. So for me, it's this persevering course of action over a number of years. I mean, I can look back and I remember some milestone decisions and I remember it's like, wow, there was a breakthrough moment there. Uh, but it's just to continue, to continue, to continue. So a couple of things coming to mind now. Uh, years ago, I had a mentor, uh, Chuck Colson, and he said he received this plaque from Mother Teresa. Mother Teresa gifted him a plaque. It had three words on it. And the three words were faithfulness, not success. Okay. Right? Faithfulness, not success. So... We are not called. So in our world, we're consumed with success, right? And especially in the entrepreneur world, in the world of entrepreneurship, there's so much focus on being a success, being a success. What about just being faithful to the the dream you have, being faithful to the values you want to live your life by, right? And being a person of faith, it's more important that we are faithful to what we were called to do, what we've been given to do, what we're asked to do, rather than a measure of success, right? Mm -hmm. Just be faithful. Show up. Keep doing it. Do it in the right way or do it in the way that's consistent with your values, your vision. So um, I wish I could say, here are the three steps. I don't know. It's not. uh, All I can tell you is it's probably been... um, I know that that this journey took a real turn uh, eight years ago for me, right? And so part of that is this progressive clarity, progressive revelation. I'm I'm now in the ninth year. When I say eight years, it was May of 2015 when this started, when I made a decision that I needed to leave a business I had spent a couple of years building, that that wasn't right for me. Yeah. And I set out on a, a vision of that. And I do remember this, Patricia. Um, the first three years in May were really dark months, tough times, because I, May would roll like roll around, right? So May of 2016, well, how much progress have you made? Well, not enough, right? <laughs> you know? and, and I mean, by by none of the measures, it just, wow. May, so the next year, May 2017, another tough year. And it was in uh, April of 2018 when 
that I the first idea, inspired idea, really arrived. April 17, 2018. I remember vividly the day. So in May of 2018, I was just starting that. And when you ask that question, I was reminded of my favorite quote from Paulo Coelho in The Alchemist. It, it's the fear of failure that keeps many people from starting the masterwork. I'm starting now what I could have started 10 years ago. Thank God I, it didn't take 20. <gasps> right? So so many of us, we're frustrated. We're looking at something like, gosh, I wish I'd have known this sooner, right? And there's, I, I, but it was a fear of failure that kept us paralyzed for a number of years. Now we're starting, we get to this point where we've taken that bold step and then we just start beating ourselves up. Well, gosh, why didn't I do this sooner? Why didn't I do this sooner? And Paulo Coelho has that beautiful thought. Well, gosh, at least you've started now. And and it didn't take you 20 years. It only took 10. Celebrate that, right? Don't beat yourself <laughs> up over it. That is that is really great because I used to, or I, I love calling the generator part, I, I love calling this part the alchemist. Oh, okay. Someone mixing the liquids in the laboratory, figuring out how it could get any better than the version before and always improving and just... Always on experimenting and that is part of your chart as well so i have so many ideas how to move on and i have you so pick. many questions <laughs> and i have so many conclusions i don't know where to go but first of all i want to share the screen to show you something around the ideas and the perfectionist okay so just giving a little more insights into the human design um whenever the centers that you see the triangles or the squares or the circle they are white they mean they are open and openness means you have something like antennas to the outer world so for example for the crown the the triangle on top of your chart um or your body graph um it's like having antennas to the outer world to get some inspiration from spirituality, religion, other people, impulses, anything, and pulling them in. So being an open-minded person and then um, really being open to, to do something with those inspirations, yeah. um, which is part of where you said, I don't know, they just come to me when I go for a walk and they are like really download. So they could be just from walking in nature or listening to something and being inspired. And you wow. have such an openness here. And then good to know. It's I mean that <laughs> yes, I I experience that regularly, right? And I want to stay open to that. Mm -hmm. Um and just kind of and there's so many times that I start a day. Palm up, right? Just I surrender. I surrender my design, my desire, my ambition for this day, right? I surrender. I want to be open to receive whatever. And I relate to the divine is God, whatever you have for me, right, God? I want to be open to receive that. So, and I think that openness really is important, right? I mean, uh, okay, so. Patricia, when 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 I when I have conversations with people, 
I believe inspiration abounds in the world. But I believe a lot of us aren't open to it, right? So when people go, well, how do you get these ideas? Well, I don't know. I'm open to them, right? I'm open to them. And and I go looking, when I say I go looking for them, I'm not looking for ideas, but just curiosity. Curious, something. Well, I wonder what, right? What if is one of my favorite ways to open a question. Well, what if? What if we did this? I wonder why. Right? And, and being curious. And then when those things come, Okay, so I do remember this. You asked me this. When I started saying this goes back eight years. Wow. I do remember. I re- and, and this was in the month of May because it was Memorial Day weekend, 2015. And this was one, part of that thing that started this journey for me. Up until that point in my life, anytime a wonderful idea would knock at the door of my head, heart, wherever ideas knock, I had a three-word response. Who am I? Who 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 am I I to do that? Yeah, who am I to do that? Who am I to do that, right? And 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 with when when I asked the who am I, it was usually accompanied with, well, you know, I have a really good friend. You should talk to them about this. They would be so much better to help you with this project than me, because who am I, right? And I'm automatically disqualifying myself. So I was reading a book. I was in a program, but I was reading a book, and the book I was reading was um um uh, uh, immunity to change, immunity to change by Robert Keegan, Bob Keegan, and Lisa Leahy, and it went through this, and it had four charts in the the book. If you know immunity to change, um, the first chart is the change we aspire to. Right, this is this is the change we really want to happen. Um, column two is what we're usually getting instead. Column three are the hidden competing commitments we have that keep us in the old way rather than the change we want to make. And then column four is how to rewire that. So what I realized was my default response was, who am I? And that there was a a much better question to ask. Okay, what? This is so great. It is as if you really live your design and everything that plays out in your life is really what shows up in the design. Um, And this is such a validation for not putting someone in a box, but really looking at bits and pieces. As I talked about openness, so your self-center, which is this, yeah, it is a square uh, in the middle, like at the heart center, it's yourself. And um, you have this broad, like mega buffet of opportunities, who you could be. So the question, who am I? This is typical for someone with an open self-center. Um, that is like, who am I? Who am I to do that? Or uh, is this something that is uh, right for me? Maybe I should better do this. Or that, or I could do the other thing, uh, questioning himself. Yes. And um, so this shows up here. And the perfectionist is this channel. And uh, 
is when I looked at your chart beforehand, I really, I know you a little bit from your gratitude encounters and I know you from a, a previous conversation, but I never couldn't really figure out, is he a perfectionist? And <laughs> so you said, I'm a recovering one. And Patricia, what I normally tell people is I get a one day chip and then I relapse, right? I mean, perfectionism <laughs> is a is a booger in our lives. Yeah. So and you see this, this is the channel of the perfectionist of someone who who really challenging ch challenges everything in life and um yeah, yeah. criticizes himself, herself, criticizes ideas. Uh, looks for improvement, um, procrastinates because it could done better. And so this, this is the cha the channel of, you could also say the channel of judgment and oftentimes it's self-judgment or the judgment of an idea that you come up with. Also someone who really wants to improve and self-develop during mm. life and wow. is a continuous thing. And this is something that is active for you, no matter if there is full moon or if this uh, planetary system thing just changes or if there is someone uh, interacting with you. This is always something. It's uh, all line. A full line is part of who you are. That uh -huh. is part of who you are. And another line, and this is what interests me, that's why I want to switch to this line, this channel, which is the... Um, 659 between okay. your sacral and the emotional center, which is an important center for you, the emotional center. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is the channel of mating. And I wonder if this resonates with you. And it resonates with me when I think of you. This is someone who has a really powerful auric field uh, that penetrates others deeply and you can be really close and intimate with people. That does not mean you need to be in a relationship intimate, but it could be. But when you have co-workers, you really can easily be close to people. <laughs> um, and so this is a channel that talks about really being in relationship and birthing children and being fertile. But in your case, I would love to say this is the channel of birthing new endeavors ah. and really bringing into existence new children that are like your ideas, your babies, your amazing ideas. And um, so I love it. So uh, um, so the, the part about intimacy, I mean, th this is the, the, the what comes up for me when I hear you say that and I'm thinking about how many times I'm in first-time conversations with somebody, and all of a sudden, they're revealing something, and they're like, I, I don't know, but I, I've never told anybody this, but I feel that I can tell you this, right? And then they just start talking, and uh, a group that I was a part of uh one of the one of the strengths they talked about was my ability to immediately form deep connections of trust with people, right? And that people just feel 
I can trust you. You are trustworthy. And now I'm going to tell you some deep, dark secret. And I'm like, I don't want to know that. Right. But anyway, they just felt compelled. So that's that's one part of that that I sense. Right. The other one you start talking about. So, Patricia. Yeah, I. I I don't I don't even. I don't even think I have a track of the ideas that we've launched or that thing. I mean, they're just things, right? That there's so many things uh, in this gratitude space. So that was June 17th, 2019, when that question was there of host a gratitude challenge. I, I, I don't even know how many things we've, launch since then. I mean, I'd have I don't keep track of them that way, but I'd just have to kind of stop and start listing. Well, gosh, we we launched the gratitude encounters. We launched 30 days in the power of gratitude. We launched uh this extraordinary life as a community, right? All, and uh, then we launched uh, the most recent one being the Grateful Leader 360. Uh before that, I mean just a few weeks before that was this um uh shift journey coaching, a, a new model to gratitude coaching that, again, it just kind of arrived because somebody asked questions. So let me go back. You know, I said in that May of 2015, I shifted the question, the, the first question that I asked, my default wiring shifted from who am I to why not me? Yes. Right. And now, I mean, since that time, when ideas or opportunities knock at my door, I don't immediately disqualify myself. Well, who am I to do that? I go, well, why not me? And answering why not me has opened up some amazing doors of opportunity, right? When when somebody calls it, hey, would you consider, what? sure, why not me? Uh, and then I work with clients that I'd only dreamed of working with before. Right. And in in a year's time of launching uh, the gratitude encounter. And I remember the very the second time, the first time I did a public session, the first time I did a public session was whatever the first Tuesday was in October of 2020. I think it was October 6th, but I don't remember. But that was the very first time I hosted one. Publicly, I had done one for a client before, and I can tell you how that came about, right? This client, and, and this goes back to part of your introduction, known as the gratitude guy. Uh, but, and the other thing you said, multiple interests, right? I'm interested by so many things. If I look at my strengths finder from Gallup, uh, learner is one of my top uh, strengths. Connector is another one. So learner... I can't, I couldn't even begin to tell you how many things I developed for clients, new ideas. Hey, could you do a workshop on this? I'm like, well, gosh, you know, I was just reading this book on that and I was fascinated with that idea. Of course I can develop a workshop and I'm selling myself on the idea that, oh, I'll create this workshop and I'll do it hundreds of times, dozens of times, right? And I create a workshop and and work hard to perfect it back in the day, deliver it two or three times like I'm bored with that. Now, what's next, right? And go do that again for something else, which I will tell you is a really bad model for building a business. When you take massive amounts of time to develop something and you're planning to make that revenue up over 
a long period of time, and then you lose interest, you go do something else. So on September 10th, and, and there are a few dates that I vividly remember. September 10th, 2020 was one of those. I'm out on my morning walk, and being this learner, this question popped, and I remember this is this is exactly how the question was there in my mind. Of all of the things that energize and excite you, what is the one thing that has the broadest appeal and greatest impact? And Patricia, immediately, I knew my answer was gratitude. And that was the day I decided I'm going into the gratitude business full time. I didn't know you could go into the gratitude business full time. But I'm like, I'm, I'm, and, and then I started thinking, and the question was, well, what, what, what resource do you have? And at that time, I had done these gratitude challenges, and I had just hosted my very first gratitude encounter for a client. Now, let me, I'll back up. January of 2020, this client, um, Tracy Fenton of World Blue, asked me would I do a webinar for their leadership cohort. And I go, well, sure. What would you want me to do it on? And she's like, duh, gratitude. Right now, Patricia, that was an eye-opening moment for me because it was that moment when I began to realize, oh my gosh, I've done so much work in gratitude that of all of these multiple interests I have, people are now associating me with gratitude, with gratitude. That's the thing. So we were supposed to do it in March of 2020. And, and you may remember uh, there was a little event that happened in March of 2020 that just changed the world, right? The pandemic started. Uh, and, and then it was August of that year before we finally hosted this event. So I hosted this event. But Tracy said, would you do a webinar on gratitude? And I'm like, gosh, I'd love to do something on gratitude, but no, not a webinar. I mean, I was like, like that's the worst thing I could do. Because how I understand, I mean, I've done a lot of webinars through the years. Because like you said, I'm a talker, right? You said that. Yeah. That's come easily for me. It is. Uh, and I've done a lot of webinars. But I didn't want to do a webinar because I didn't want to be the talking head. And that's when I had an epiphany. And the epiphany has has structured my business for the four years since then. And it's a one, one word or one sentence explanation. Gratitude experienced is better than gratitude explained. Yeah. So I don't want to I don't want to show up as the webinar guy. And let me tell you about gratitude and, you know, a 45 minute lecture at which time everybody's nodded off and asleep, and then they go, anybody have any questions? No, they quit listening 43 minutes ago because you were just talking. And she said, what will you do? I said, I don't know. Give me two weeks and I'll figure it out. And one morning on my morning walk, and I can take you to the side street I was on in our community when it was just like, boom, a download. And I stopped and opened Evernote on my phone and in seven minutes, completely outlined and had the name Gratitude Encounter. Here's what I want to do. I want to create an environment where people, and I don't think I had all three of these words at the beginning, but these, these words came quickly. I want to create an environment where people explore, express, and experience gratitude. They don't need to hear me explain gratitude to them. I want to create this experience of gratitude, right? Because it's the experience of gratitude that hooks people into gratitude changing my life. It's not that I wake up and I have this practice and I write down three things in a journal and I got done, I'm grateful. No, it's, it's you know, making gratitude this daily experience. So we did this gratitude encounter in August 2020. Then September 10th, 2020, go into the gratitude business. 
The only thing I knew to do was start hosting a gratitude encounter on the first. And I looked at a calendar. I'm like, gosh, I could do this on the first Tuesday of the month. And I knew enough about me and some of the things that you've talked about wiring. I knew that I couldn't just do this once or twice because what if it doesn't go so well the first time? What if that not that many people show up? If I believe this is really a solid idea, I needed to commit to to do it. And I really, I mean, I, I vividly remember, and my friend Christy can validate this, that when she asked me later that day, I said, hey, you'll probably see some events on the calendar, Gratitude Encounters. She goes, how many are you doing? I go, I don't know. Let me count. And I had committed to do seven. I had committed to do them from April, from October to April before deciding should we pull the plug or should we keep going? Right. Because I just I knew, I knew it was an important commitment. So I committed. Now, I hosted the first one in October. And at the end of that first one, a friend of mine, Tobin Slavin, says, hey, Kevin, you know, this is a commercially viable service, don't you? And I'm like, no, it is. Would you help me? And he said, of course. So we went to work, had a couple of calls created a one-pager, one-sheet about the gratitude encounter, put it out there. Six weeks later, I was scheduled for my first corporate client, right? I mean, it's like, wow. Now, Patricia, where I started with this, a year later, within a year's time of making it commercially available, on the same day, PepsiCo and Pfizer sign up as clients for this, on the same day. And I'm like, and I'd already worked with the world, I mean, with the uh, uh, the the National Health, the, the NHS, National Health Service of the United Kingdom. And I'd worked with uh, several other companies. And I'm like, well, in a year's time? It was just crazy. But because I said yes, and because I didn't say, who am I? I said, why not me? You and... I, I just had this idea or something that you said earlier on. You said it's not about success, but you you and the the brand and everything around you, the gratitude encounter, and people should really check it out because it is where you touch people within just one hour. You are totally changed and reframed and everything. But I just have this idea. You said it's not about success. It is about faithfulness. Mm -hmm. And I would add something, if you allow me. It Please. is just listening to your story and listening to how you did it and you just trusted and you were faithful and you followed your heart. And a manifesting generator is someone who just is successful in things that he or she really, really loves. And you seem to be so passionate about it. So. <laughs> yeah. I'd add this factor, you really need to love it and you really need to do it from your heart of hearts. And most importantly, you need to be grateful for all the inspiration and all the people that support you. You you always called out uh, on amazing people that supported you on the way, that showed up, that participated that um, really love the the work you do. And so I think it is this connection of faithful, grateful, and passionate that yeah. you totally embody. Wow. And when people listen to you, how you share your story, you see this 
magnificence, this ability to empower others and to really share this experience. So, and I uh, love the gratitude encounter because you are so active as a participant. And um, so this is something really amazing and outstanding. And I love when you said you didn't want to do the uh, webinar, but you wanted to make it an experience, yeah. something where people could interact. Um, and so just listening to all of that, and we could go on for hours and hours because I, I would love to tell you more about your amazingness and your greatness and your magnificence in your chart because there is so much more. Yeah. You just stand out. You stand out, Kevin. And just because of really keeping it in a time frame, I would love to ask you two things. So the first okay. When people are inspired by our amazing conversation and by everything that you shared, how can people reach you? What can they do? How could they engage, experience more of um, gratitude in their lives? This is the first one. Okay. Um, wow. So if you're on LinkedIn, that is the preferred social media platform I'm on. And I'm Kevin Monroe. Just look me up, Kevin Monroe. You can find me on LinkedIn. Um, if you want to grow gratitude, uh, go to grateful.app, grateful.app. That the, the name of the app we launched earlier this year is the Grateful app. And the domain for it is grateful.app. So you can, uh, it's real simple there. And then uh, website, it, gosh, Patricia, you know, this is the first time I'm talking about this publicly. Yes. No, we, go, ahead. Are, go ahead. We are launching something and I, um, we're, we're launching the Global Gratitude Society. Wow. What is it about? Uh it's a community. It's a global community of people who want to know, grow, and show gratitude in their lives and see it grow in the world, right? So uh, th th this mission for me, so you can go to uh, globalgratitudesociety.com. When, when is this going to air, by the way? I, I think that's kind of funny. Sooner or later. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. So uh, there will be, I, yeah, it goes to a landing page right now. Uh, a, if there's not a full website up for Global Gratitude Society, when you hear this, there is at least a place to join the waiting list for the Global Gratitude Society. So globalgratitudesociety.com is where you can go. And, and this is a place for people that want to connect with like-hearted like-minded people from around the world who want to see our world touched and transformed by the power of gratitude. Super. Amazing. Thank you for sharing. And I'm going to put this in the show notes and it won't uh, take us long to air this show. So I guess we are really, we, we, this is divine timing. That's what just came to me. That's what I heard. Yeah. Um, yeah. Crazy. Question. Just to really Come to a beautiful close. What is one little gem or one little inspiration that you want to share with the audience that mm. is listening to us? Mm. 
So, Patricia, when, when and again, the, this is one of those things, I didn't sit down and think this out. Um, I, I would have people ask me, how do I grow gratitude? How do I have more gratitude in my life? And I realized that I answered a question the same way for a couple of years before I created this little triangle. Pause, notice, express. Pause, notice, express. So if you, after watching this, you're, you're feeling something, you're curious, you're, you, you feel grateful, you want to express gratitude, well, pause right now. Just pause. When you finish listening this, pause and notice what it is that you are feeling grateful for right now and express that gratitude in some fashion, even if you just speak out. Wow, I'm grateful that I got to hear this conversation between Patricia and Kevin. I'm grateful that I stumbled on this podcast. I'm grateful that I'm a friend of Patricia and Patricia's now introduced me. Whatever that is, right? Pause. Notice whatever's coming up for you. Or, or notice, wow, you know, I get inspired ideas too. Express gratitude. Thank you for inspired ideas in my life. Whatever it is. But I invite everyone listening, when you finish listening, if you just pause for 10 seconds, for, for 30 seconds, for a minute, for longer if you can, and see what all things you notice right now that you have not yet expressed gratitude for today, and just express some gratitude, whether you write it, whether you, you send a message to someone, or whether you just speak it out loud. Pause, notice, and express gratitude. And I just paused. Thank you so much. And now I want to express my gratitude and want to really say it out loud because something that is, it is secret. I don't know when we met first. That could be like half a year ago. I guess so. Something like that. And you inspired me because you shared part of your story and you shared part of this inspired action and not being the perfectionist. And just noticing and expressing, taking action. And I guess you are part of this idea that I burst this Magnificence podcast because I thought, what am I all about? I'm all about showing people how amazing they are, how individual they are. Because exactly in these times where there is this big ocean of sameness, where people just do same things because they need to be lookalikes and they just, yeah, and the artificial intelligence stuff. So I think it is so important to really be human, to really be unique and to express this uniqueness and take inspired action on this. And so you are part of this Magnificence podcast because you inspired me just to follow through and to express what I stand for. And I'm so grateful for all the guests that I have and especially I'm grateful for you, Kevin, for your story, for the inspiration and for your greatness and magnificence. Thank you for being on my show. Thank you, Patricia. Thank you for the invitation. And I remember that conversation. Mm-hmm. Okay. Super. So thank you for taking action on an idea and who knows where it will go. But being faithful to take action is more important than any metric of success. 
yeah. right? Don't get caught up in the number of downloads or any of that stuff. It's just, hey, I'm faithful to take action to put this magnificent podcast into the world. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you, dear audience, for listening. Please. Thank you Thanks. for really listening to our amazing conversations. Hope that you are going to show up again. Um, and I want to say thank you and bye for now. Thank you for joining us for this empowering episode. To continue this journey of aligning with your true purpose and uncovering your magnificence, schedule an illumination call with Patricia at patricialindner.com. Please share this episode with someone who needs it and subscribe to the show on YouTube and your favorite podcasting platform. Join us again soon for another episode of Magnificence.